0: Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of the Fanville Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm joined by our co-host and producer, Evan. And yeah, that's it. Dakota is not here because he is with family. And we do have a special guest with us today, and I'll introduce him later. But uh, as far as this episode, how are we we doing today, Evan? You know, man, I'm pretty excited.
1: Last week we've seen some crazy shit. We saw a nine-minute power play in the Vegas, Colorado series. And then on the other side of it, we saw a whole entire team kind of fall apart.
0: But that's normal as of recent years. So, uh, what about you, Tyler? I'm doing good too. And that team that fell apart, we we're talking about the uh, Islanders, right? No, no. Uh, we're oh not. yeah, yeah, because they kind of came back. They they had some resiliency in them. No, we're going back around. Yeah, well, we're talking about the same day, I guess. Same, it is the same day, correct? Yeah, Islanders had some heart. So did the Bruins. I wish a lot of other teams had that. Maybe like, I don't know, a blue team. I don't know. I don't know. It's just an overall
1: good week. A lot of games, over T games are good.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, we had a few of those, and <laughs> some of them were pretty epic. Anyway, before we get into those, let's look at some NHL news. Former Arizona Coyotes coach Rick Take and current Dallas assistant coach Todd Nelson have been interviewed by Buffalo and Columbus for a head coach role. Columbus Blue Jackets have interviewed former Vegas Golden Knights coach Gerard Gallant and former New York Ranger coach David Quinn. Arizona Coyotes executive Brian Decord has resigned from his position as assistant to the GM. Assistant to the GM. Mm. He was hired in September. Yeah, he's not the assistant GM. Assistant to the GM. And he didn't stay for too long. It's rough. It's not a good position anyway. <laughs> the Colorado – oh, well. The Colorado Avalanche are not renewing the contract of their director of amateur scouting, Alan Heppel, and he's been with the team since 2002, so he's never seen a he's never won a cup with them. So but he's
1: been there for a long
0: time. Yeah, he's been there a long time, but hey, no cup. A lot so. of paychecks from Colorado. Yeah, he's living well, hopefully. Wayne Grisky announced that he has stepped away from his role as vice chairman of the Edmonton Oilers effective immediately. The about the day after they got eliminated. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Maybe not for Oilers fans.
1: <laughs> Swept. I've had enough. I'm getting out of here.
0: Yeah. But it was because of this new set of news. Wayne Gresge is headed. He's headed. He headed. Wayne Gresge is headed to TNT as a lead NHL analyst on their studio show. He'll be paid in the range of $3 million a season. Run out of money, Wayne? <laughs> when I first saw that. You know,
1: like on I saw one of these posts on Instagram. You know how like the caption it can only be so long, and then you hit more. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't say per season like the three million was the end, and it said more. Ooh. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna get paid three million a game. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ! And then I hit more. and It's like per season. I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's more
0: realistic. If I saw that, I would think like three million overall. It's like, damn, that's not that much. Yeah. Anyway. Other TNT news: uh, TNT has signed Darren Pang, who is the current St. Louis Blues color analyst, and NBC Keith Jones, who is a current Philadelphia Flyers color analyst, and they are going to be the analysts for the broadcast team on TNT beginning of next season. And the Ontario government allowed 550 fully vaccinated, vaccinated healthcare workers to attend Game Seven between Montreal and Toronto. So, some good news there. Some interesting stats. Toronto Maple Leaf forward Joe Thornton, at the age of 41 years and 327 days, is the oldest player in Toronto history to score a playoff point. And Vegas Golden Knights forward Matthias Janmark scored a Game 7 hat trick versus the uh, Minnesota Wild. So, yeah, big game by Janmark, really showing up against Minnesota. And that was a good series, wasn't it? I love that series. That deserved to go seven. Some non-NHL news. Edmonton pending UFA forward Yoakam Nygaard has signed a six-year deal to return to the SHL. Some COVID news. The NHL has updated its protocols uh, with their COVID, like, such as masks, tarps, in the stands. So fully vaccinated teams and whatnot will have different protocols with their mask policy, the tarps behind... The benches may be altered behind the penalty box will be altered. And even even like the glass behind the bench and penalty boxes will be changed. Some notable injuries. Toronto defenseman Jake Muzzin was out with a lower body injury. And he was expected to miss three weeks, but instead it's just a game. So some suspensions and fines. We had two fines. Tampa Bay defenseman Ryan McDonough had been fined five thousand dollars. For cross-checking, Florida forward Mason Marchment and Tampa Bay forward Pat Maroon had been fined three thousand eight hundred seventy-nine dollars and thirty-one cents for unsportsmanlike conduct against Florida. Very specific number. <laughs> yeah, we had one suspension. Another bit of suspension news. After hearing an appeal, Gary Bettman upheld Nazem Kadri's eight-game suspension. Kadri can now appeal to an independent arbitrator, so he can get less games served, but as of now, he's still serving that eight-game suspension where he hit Blues defenseman Justin Falk in the head. And the new suspension, come on down, Vegas Golden Knights forward Ryan Reeves. You're done for two games for unsportsmanlike conduct for roughing on uh, Colorado defenseman Ryan Graves, and that was a nasty play. I thought he was going to get more, to be honest. Two games was light. For a game
1: one in that series, and then both of them are super like powerhouse teams and everyone thought it was going to happen just from the beginning of the season, just looking at the West standings, a very rough game. I'm kind of surprised that this was the only suspension or fine that was kind of given out in it. There was a couple other plays that were a little on the questionable side. Pacioretty. Yeah, and then uh, Graves had a, had an incident in the corner. But, I mean, the two games, I think it's all right for what he did. I mean, it was kind of everyone was acting kind of crazy that game anyway. But it's also the second round, and once again, like we said for the first round, these teams have played each other a shit ton of times this year, and you just kind of expect this. And, you know, the next round is the third round. You're almost halfway there. So everyone's everyone's getting more mad at each other. And, like, Ryan Reeves, we all know he's a shit disturber and stuff like that. So...
0: He's doing his job, just took it a little too far this time. Yes, he did. So those were the suspensions and fines, and that was the news. So let's look back at round one of the playoffs. We covered, so let's look at the East Division. We covered the Capitals and Bruins. That series was 4-1 to one for Boston. The Pittsburgh Penguins and New York Islanders series, the last time we checked up on it, the Islanders led the series 3-2. to two. Game 6 went to the Island. The Islanders won 5-3. to three. And claimed the series 4-2 to against Pittsburgh. And what did you think about Jari? Because he was the talking point. I said coming in
1: to this season that Pittsburgh was going to have a rough time with goaltending. Through the season, it didn't really show. But in the playoffs, it did. He was having a rough time. They never gave the net up. So maybe there was a mistake there. But I think some of the plays that he made, he came to play. In some games, but in others, he just didn't seem like he was there completely. And like some of the goals he let in were on the weaker side. And I know every once in a while, you let the one or the one or two weak goals in, but you also have to have the offense to overcome minor mistakes like that. But
0: he did have the offense. Uh, looking back at the scores, Pittsburgh scored three in the first game, one in the second, but it's a two to one game. Yeah, close game. That was four, a good game. Four in game three, one in game four. Well let it get away from them. There, an two game? two in game five is an overtime, double overtime game, and three in game six. I think he had the offense. He statistically, with advanced stats, had the worst playoff performance yeah. since twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah,
0: which isn't going to get you far. So, it's a it's very easy to put blame on the goalie. And I'm going to be one of the people to put blame on the goalie a little bit. Not fully, but he lit up a lot of weak goals. Like that double overtime winner, that was all him. That was a bad one, yeah. That was all him. So He for sure saw
1: something there, and I think he lost Bailey. I didn't. He did not see Bailey at all. It was, I like, s- it was tape to tape.
0: I saw, the play, like, I saw the player he was trying to pass it to, but yeah. it was like there's someone between you and that teammate of yours is terrible guess as a goalie, it's
1: a risky play to play the puck forward when you're not in the net up the middle and expect that was my next thing was it's really sketchy to go up the middle with it like the only time we as goalie should be doing that is if like the other team's going for a line change where you have the open ice but what do you mean we like me and the goalie community
0: fuck you Right. I score against you, bitches.
1: Do you, though? <laughs> yes. That's a sketchy thought. About the... ten times. <laughs> In his life. <laughs> the... But, I mean, I don't know. Just what they always taught us is don't throw up the middle unless, like, you for sure know no one's there. And even then, probably still don't do it. But he ca- <laughs> he came sliding back into the net, and he was all... He was all over the place, and there was a good video his, of someone from behind the net videotaping it. He was not on angle or anything, and he
0: was sliding so hard his glove was by his ankle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that's just momentum. But I don't know. I think like Flurry leaving, you obviously know the goaltending is gonna get worse from there. You had to like bring someone up, but and but you didn't because did they still good. had.
0: They still had Matt Murray and they were fresh off back to back cups. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like Murray was good. Yeah. And then you got rid of him because he was he was struggling, that made sense. And then you now it's uh DeSmith and Jari.
0: DeSmith. Yeah.
1: And it's like both of those guys are okay, in my me. opinion, both backup goalies, to be honest. I don't think they're at the starter role yet.
0: Jari definitely needs to work on his glove hand.
1: Yeah, well every goalie has his weak they spot. Have,
0: yeah. Jarry's glove hand. Uh, Some goalies with their blocker. Um, fuck the ums. The Islanders, <laughs> the Islanders picked it
1: apart, and with how the Islanders play, they get that lead, and they play lockdown defense. And that's how I feel they won this series, was poor goaltending by Pittsburgh and lockdown defense on the, Islander, on the other end. And then Elias Sorokin was playing out of his mind.
0: Yeah, Sorokin, in the first was, round. Sorokin was an unsung hero not many people focus on him because, you know, you yeah, have the guy 200 feet away making playing like shit. Yeah, making mistakes. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you you focus on that more than the, the solid, guy. yeah, the solid playmaking. So that was that series. Out in the West Division, we talked about Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado swept St. Louis for nothing. And the Vegas Golden Knights first Minnesota Wilds series last we talked Vegas was up three to two. They were up the series three to one, and in Game Six Minnesota won three nothing to force Game Seven. And it's not the only three to one series lead we saw go away, but the Vegas Golden Knights were able to win Game Seven six to two. It was two to two at one point, but kind of got away from them. The after third the... period happened. Yeah, Matias Yanmark happened. Yeah, without him it's three it's three to two.
1: Minnesota looked tired. But they also had to fight for two wins in a row to not be eliminated after getting shut out so
0: they had some fire and yeah is it it they, a...
1: they were rolling and then they just slowly kind of started to fade away Vegas started to get to
0: them if you get to game seven and you force that game seven like if you're the team that forced the game seven and you lose that game seven there's no shame in that I mean you you did well they were down three to one they forced game seven yeah
1: I mean, ever, like, gets off of Minnesota last year to this year, huge improvement in my eyes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll,
1: they'll be, a first, like, for sure in the future, they'll be an uh, interesting team to watch. Especially, especially with... in the normal Central Division. That'll be a good one.
0: Mm-hmm. Kirill Kaprizov, he's looking for a contract. <laughs> well, he's looking
1: for a Calder, too.
0: Yeah, he'll get that. Out in the Central Division, National Predators versus Carolina Hurricanes. Last time we talked, the series was tied 2 to 2 Game 5 went to overtime, and Carolina won that game 3-2. to And it was off a weird bouncing puck play. It was on a power play, wasn't it, too? And was it Jordan Stahl? Yeah, Jordan Stahl. There's so many Stahl brothers. <laughs> Sorry for mixing them up. But Jordan Stahl scored the game-winning goal and put Carolina up 3-2. to And then Game 6 went to overtime again. The fourth consecutive game to go to overtime in this series, and off a faceoff play, Jacob Slavin threw it at the net, hit off Sebastian Aho's stick, and in, and the Predators were eliminated on home ice. The first away team to win the series, and it was Carolina to take the series four to two. It was a blink and you miss it kind of game-winning yep. goal. I it, it stunned me. I was shocked. The because- se-
1: the series that go so, like, like, really long like this, and the home team wins every game, mm-hmm. I love those because, like, the home, like, because then every game's, like, exciting, like, fan-wise.
0: And it's non-traditional market. East Carolina and yeah. Nashville, and they go nuts. Diehards. They're fucking sickos. Oh, wait, no, they're not sickos. That's Ottawa.
1: But, like, if, if it was the other way around where the away team – Won every game, the crowd's not really into it and stuff like that. And,
0: and we we saw that with one series. There, there was one series where there was only two home wins, and it went yeah, to the seven. That's weird. I don't
1: know. I like the. I'm a big fan of the home team wins, but then obviously like that doesn't happen all the time. But
0: yeah, it's it's entertaining. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers series still in the Central Division. Last time we talked, Tampa was up three to two, and in Game Six, well, Tampa was showing why they're The champions, they shut out Florida for nothing. Took the series 4-2. And there's really not too much to say about this other than Florida put up a a decent battle in the first battle of Florida in the playoffs. And they're definitely improving as a team. They made playoffs this year, and they were able to match up with Tampa Bay in some ways.
1: Yeah, they had, I mean... Throughout the whole entire season, Florida had the offense and the defense and the standing, depending on which one it was. They kind of rotated through three towards the end. It just seemed like Tampa just had more of the playoff experience, and they kind of knew what to expect more. I think in game three, I think Florida kind of surprised Tampa. Well, game one, Tampa surprised Florida. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but an overall series look, I mean, the series was – Amazing. I mean, the scores on some of them are not really close, but Mm -mm. just the overall series and battling and stuff, like, no one gave up until the very end, and Vasilevsky got the shutout there in in Game 6, so kind of a hard way to leave the season in the series, but... You know, at, for Florida, just kind of like Minnesota, like they were kind of not on anyone's radar. But like they, like both teams had a good off season, and then they they proved themselves that they could make it to the playoffs. And then they both took some very decent competitors to uh, kind of scare them a little bit. And
0: yeah, you know, yeah, Tampa Bay and Vegas are not lightweight teams. Yeah, no, they're pretty good. And Tampa
1: right <laughs> now is seventeen million dollars over the cap. So I mean, you really couldn't really fight with that either.
0: Yeah, they kinda toyed with the LT L T (laughs) I R (laughs) fuckers. I don't like that. I think the NHL may change that rule, but I don't know if it'll be a an immediate change. They might change it, but I don't know about next season.
1: We've really never seen anyone take advantage of it like this.
0: If it's something where it's ridiculous and we see it pop up more, then they'll change it. I think so far, it's just a one-off. So I don't see any change coming right away. But uh, Because, you, you know, you have that that much cap space on LTIR. It's like, you want those players to play. Yeah. Clearly, they're valuable players. We like, have to make like, playoffs first. Like Kucherov. You want them in the regular season, and they want to play. So It's kind of a weird situation, and it gets kind of fell. Yeah. Because you
1: don't want your star player sitting out the whole year.
0: No. We'll see how that situation plays out with... I could see Toying the league that.
1: I, if Tampa were to go either decent way into this or win it, in the second round. I think that would probably raise some eyebrows of, hey, you guys are not cheating, but cheating the system. Yeah, you're beating. You're, there's a loophole that you guys found, and it just so happened to be probably one of the best teams <laughs> in the league right now.
0: Tough news for Florida, I guess. Tough luck, out north. The Edmonton Oilers and Winnipeg Jets series—we covered that extensively. Winnipeg swept the Oilers for nothing. Go Bud Light Seltzer! <laughs> and the other series, Montreal Canadiens versus Toronto Maple Leafs. Last time we talked, Toronto was up two to one. Game four, Toronto won for nothing. Looks pretty good. They're up the series three to one. One went away. Yeah. Yeah. One win away. Game five, they. The uh, Canadians went up 3 nothing, and Toronto stormed back. They had some fire. They had some They won it. One win away. And they were one shot away. They lost 4-3 to three in overtime. Still one win away. Yeah, it's still one win away. You got two chances. Game six, back in Montreal, and Montreal has fans for the first time. Yeah, first Canadian first team. like Canadian history sort of thing. And O Canada was awesome. It, the organist started it out, and then the entire crowd just sang. It was awesome. It, goosebumps. I, like The game began just before I had to leave to work. I was like, I got to watch this. Because, Probably late. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't late, but I had to watch it. It was pretty amazing. And then Montreal went up 2 nothing, and they scored both goals in the third period. So two periods, 0-0. Then Montreal went up two nothing, and it was like, okay, Toronto looks like they were kind of collapsing, and then Toronto tied it, <laughs> late too. One win away, we're hungry. One shot away, because it's going to overtime, and Toronto dominated overtime. One bounce, one bounce away. They the shot there were fifteen shots, and the shots were thirteen to two Toronto, and that second shot by Montreal, uh, went in, by Jesperi Kotkaniemi. So Montreal won three to two, forced Game Seven. And still, one went away. Yeah, but no, the tide had turned. Everyone was feeling like we've seen this before, right? We've seen this before. Toronto Game Seven, Toronto having a chance to win a series. I've seen it just about every year they made playoffs, except 2017. But hey, they were the underdog. They were kind of the under underdog every single year, except 20. Uh, 20- 2019 and 2020, they were the favorites against Columbus last year, and they had a 3-2 series lead against Boston, so they had two chances to beat Boston. But then this one, they win the North Division. They by were, a lot. By a lot. They were 18 points ahead of Montreal. and They had the leading goal scorer. They had the Rocket Richard winner, and Mitch Marner was fifth on the scoring list in the NHL. So they had they had some firepower and Jack Campbell had a very nice story in the season. You know, yeah. he began with 10 wins in a row to start the season. Amazing numbers. And what else what else happened for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh yeah, they were up the series 3 to 1. So one they went they had three opportunities to go on to the second round for the first time since 2004 about 16,000 days ago.
1: <laughs> No, it's just like yesterday,
0: zero-zero score after one. In the second period, early Gallagher Gallagher gets a puck for the Canadians, shoots it. Horrible turnover by Mitch Marner, and he shoots it. It's a slow shot. Like you can you can easily track the puck with your yeah. eyes, sort of thing. Sometimes there's a shot, and it's like, okay, I, I didn't see that. No screen. N- no screen. It, I thought it. Tipped off a couple things because a stick was reaching out and yeah, there's a stick. there was a skate kind of in the way. Regardless, it was a far shot. It was slow and went five hole in one nothing. Later on, right after that, the the Leafs finally looked like they were playing a hockey game. They tried to respond because the whole first period, the Leafs were cautious. They didn't want to do anything because their past two losses were based on turnovers and they're like they were just trying to play it safe it's like well it's game seven you kind of have to be aggressive they were being safe and it eventually led to a turnover to lead up to that first goal and they did they finally got a little aggressive after that first goal but Montreal held the fort Carey Price
1: shut the door pretty much a couple good saves like in a row
0: and After that little surge by Toronto, they went back to that cautious playing. And then Montreal got a power play on a holding penalty by Toronto, which was a little weak, but it was definitely a penalty. It was only weak because they were letting everything else go. Yeah, they were plays before that that could have been called but weren't. So I was like, okay, well, if you're going to call that, why not this sort of thing? But it was definitely a penalty. And the Canadians got the first power play of the game, and they scored. A, a shot from the point, after a couple of chances by Montreal before that, but a shot from the point, and it went off of Corey Perry and his knee. Perhaps the same knee that took out John Tavares.
1: No, it was. It was.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. So, Corey Perry scores, and it's 2 nothing Montreal. And it's 2-0 going into the third period. And with 0.2 seconds left in the second period, Toronto got a power play. It was just the weirdest timing thing. It's like, why can't you just let the 0.2 go? Uh, I didn't like it. But, yeah, third period, Toronto starts on a power play, and they don't do anything at all.
1: On a fresh sheet of ice.
0: Yeah. They had one chance, but it wasn't too much. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a power play, so you should get a chance. Probably more. Probably not. You should probably only get one chance of scoring it. Because it's a power play. Look at Montreal. Look what they did. They scored. But Montreal killed it off. Toronto would get another power play later on in the third period. And it looked a little bit better. But Montreal did the same thing. They killed it. And in the final, like, ten minutes, Toronto actually really started playing desperate. And it showed because there were some judgment and mental mistakes on their breakouts. But whenever they did get into the offensive zone, they were they were on it. They were like, okay, let's actually shoot the puck. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you should shoot the puck. You're facing Carey Price, and you're in game seven. Montreal, or even early in the game, they were throwing everything on net. Montreal was aggressive. And
1: I said early in the game, I said, I was like, Montreal has more heart right now than
0: Toronto, like they want it more. Toronto played the cautious game, even offensively. They were like, uh oh, let's try to get a good shot. They were trying shot. to set something up. Let's get quantity shots, not quality. Toronto- or Montreal was like, this fuck it, it's game seven. It, something's gonna Everything happen. Everything
1: was they were And Montreal's getting Everything all f- the bounces.
0: Everything is fair game. Fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna make our own destiny. It was kind of the Montreal mindset ba- based on what we saw. And not too much time left. The Maple Leafs pull the goalie, and Tyler Toffoli hits the empty net, 3 nothing. And, yeah, it's it's sealed. It's done. It's over. Nylander scores later on. It was a lucky one. Yeah, it, it, was a good, it was a good goal for Nylander, for his sake.
1: He was the best player of that series, him and Spezza, for the Leafs.
0: For the Leafs, yes. Best player of the series, I thought, was Carey Price.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Yeah, overall series was Carey Price. Best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs were Nylander and Spezza. Campbell was up there, too. And they aren't the ones getting paid money to – well, Nylander is. But, like, Spezza's not getting paid the money to score goals.
0: Like, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner had a combined one goal in seven games. Mitch Marner hasn't scored a playoff goal in his last 18 playoff games. And he was the one that turned the puck over. And he did a delay of the game in Montreal. Yeah. Pretty awful delay of a game. Yeah, it was like it was so obvious, bad. Yeah. It wasn't like like a close thing, like he's like under pressure. He just flipped it out and it just went out. It was and like And he really didn't have to do it. He was not pressured. And it was like normally whenever that happens, it's like a board battle. He's in the middle of the ice. <laughs> it's like and he's like right next to the blue line like if he like crossed the blue line it wouldn't have been a penalty yeah <sighs> it was awful this just lack of they're just mentally weak in playoffs i think and yeah this they three, had
1: adversity and they just couldn't get through
0: it it's 3 to 1 the final minute happens the final seconds occur and 3 two, 1 yeah, it was three three to one. Yeah, three two one. Yeah. yeah, and Montreal wins three to one. So what went
1: wrong? I think it's a mental battle, like you said. It's they get to a point where they're thinking, okay, we're better than this team. You're up three one in the series. What happens? You're you had back to back games where you're two sh- where you're a shot away. Like, like you're actually... It might not even be a shot. It could be a pass that hits off a skate, or... Like, you're just one goal away from... Yeah,
0: look at the Islanders. They did that. Yeah,
1: the Islanders had a goal like that last night. But it's like... like you're one, You're one, you know, offensive drive or push away from moving on to the second round where you haven't been in a while. Everyone's been,
0: you know, picking on you and stuff because you haven't seen the second round, and it's like... It does suck because they are missing... They were missing Muzzin in that seventh game. True. And... Taveras was gone since game one, yes. so the Taveras thing did impact the series. But hey, they won three games without him. Yes, and even the game that Taveras
1: was in, it was still a close game. It was a close Ga- game. Game two it, was for sure win this game
0: for John. Well, game game one, I think distracted. Maple Leafs, they kind mm-hmm. of shook them up, they couldn't really focus. So and it was a two to one yeah. game. It was close. close. Yeah, they kept it close. But keeping it close doesn't win you
1: a playoff series.
0: Yeah. But with what happened, it was like, okay, it's it's okay. Game one, you lost your captain pretty awful way. And it was a it was a one goal game. It wasn't it's not like you got blown out or anything. You kept it close and you had some mental fuckery going on yeah. in your on your team. So, and then they won the next three games. I was like, "Damn, Toronto's determined." And no, I was like, "Damn, Montreal's determined." I don't the, to be like to be honest with you. Game
1: 4 four, four oh, zero, shutout. Like it's an awesome game Tim to to Toronto. Yeah, that was like the best playoff game they've played in a long time. Like that should be your your next step of, okay, we're here. We have our goalie. We have our offense. We have our defense in line. All we got to do is just
0: win 60 minutes. This was the second ever Game 7 between Montreal and Toronto. The first time since 1964. Yeah, Montreal won them both times. Yeah, Montreal would win the Stanley Cup in 1964. Yes, they did. So... And this is the first time that Toronto Maple Leafs blew a 3-1 lead since, like, the 70s. Yeah. So it just gets worse. So... Overall
1: series was really good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Just not for Toronto. The... Like, I liked the fight in Montreal. I really did. I think they're going to have a hard time with Winnipeg because My... you have the best two goalies in the North going at it. And like they both, to beat Edmonton and to beat Toronto, you had to play really well defensively. My... And it's going to be a defensive battle.
0: My two favorite series in the first round were the North Division series. Yes. The 4 nothing sweep and the Game 7 comeback.
1: Yeah, very close 4 nothing sweep. but
0: Yeah, yeah, a bunch of overtime games. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of other cool series, such as the Pittsburgh, New York, Florida, Vegas, Minnesota.
1: Florida, Tampa was good.
0: Nashville, Carolina. Tampa, Florida was a little underwhelming for me. It was a little underwhelming, but
1: to be honest, this is. I think the first round just in general was good. I think the, wor- the worst series was the Blues in Colorado just because
0: it's a sweep, they kind
1: of were close, but they like weren't though. Th-
0: there's a difference between the sweep of Winnipeg and Colorado. Yeah, Winnipeg sweep every single game was one goal except game one, Colorado sweep no <laughs> no Boston, Colorado dominated the Boston Washington game or series was kind of it was boring. kind of weird yeah. there, there were a lot of overtimes though
1: yeah but like the overtime goals weren't yeah good.
0: well the, the first two were questionable well the, the one in Boston <laughs> off the turnover by the goalie yeah that was bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Ovi was not being a good teammate he said some Russian shit <laughs> yeah, you know. we we're past that. Let's move on to round two. So out in the east, your division finals, the Boston Bruins and New York Islanders. The series so far since since Toronto and Montreal wanted to extend it because Toronto didn't want to win. The round the second round began while they are playing catch up, but in the second round the second round has already started. Boston Bruins and Islanders series is tied one to one. Boston won Game One five to two in very convincing fashion. It was two to two, right? Yeah, and then yeah.
1: Uh, Pasternak had a hat trick that
0: game. Pasternak had a hat trick in a full capacity crowd. Yeah, and the that ice was, was rocking. Ice was littered with hats and towels, rightfully so. Game two, Islanders were up three to one. Well, Boston was up 1-0 off an awesome goal by Charlie Mac McEl- yeah. Or Charlie McElroy, Charlie, Coyle. Charlie Coyle. Other Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Wrong Charlie. Charlie Coyle was like my favorite Minnesota player whenever he was on that team. Mm-hmm. I loved him. I like his style of play. hmm But he had an awesome ice-breaking goal. And then the Islanders went up 3-1. And it was the same night as Boston – or. It was the same night as uh, Montreal-Toronto. And the Montreal-Toronto game started before this Boston-Islander game. So you see the kind of play Toronto had in front of fans, 550, but still fans. Elimination game. Yeah, game seven. First time you had fans in since March 2020. It was like 444 days. So you see that play because everyone's watching game seven. And everyone's watching Toronto game seven because it's like oh, are they gonna do it? Are they or is it gonna repeat again? And it repeated again. And you just see that that lackluster play, that that play of like they just didn't show up. It was straight up they didn't show up. And then you switched the channel to Boston and Boston is coming back. Boston is down three to one in the third period and they scored two goals because they are aggressive. They are playing playoff hockey. And it's game two, <laughs> a non-elimination game. <laughs> and it's they they came they came back. They tied the game three to three, and it went to overtime. It was awesome. And the game-winning goal in overtime was by the Islanders. They won four to three, and it was off a pretty unlucky play. Uh, Boston defenseman tried to pass it across, hit his teammate's skate, and just up the middle of the ice yep. to give breakaway. Give up a breakaway. Was it Bavilier? No, it was uh, Sazika's. Sazika's, yeah. So, yeah, Sazika's buried it, and that was that. So, yeah. Awesome series so far. I love it. It's one to one. It might go to six or seven. I hope and it we're does. We're going
1: back to New York. The Coliseum.
0: Nassau. Coliseum. Out in the West, the West Finals. So far, only one game played between Colorado and Vegas. And Colorado is up the series one nothing. They won game one 7-1. to And this was the game where Colorado had a nine-minute power play because of the third-period antics by the Golden Knights. Colorado's just so good. Straight up. Vegas scored. I don't even know when they scored. I don't know what the score was whenever Doesn't they scored. Doesn't really matter.
1: No. I think it was a power play, but who cares?
0: It might have been like 5-1 or something. <laughs> Maybe it was six one. I
1: don't know. Well the last Colorado goal was on that nine minute power play, but they were not playing that power play like a normal they were like rotating lines. No. <laughs> if if it
0: was a two to one game, yeah. But if it's a two to one game, that power play doesn't happen. Yeah, probably not. Because Vegas was probably the most frustrated I've seen a team in playoffs I've I've seen in a while. They were just mad. They're like, uh like ugh. It's game one. Chill out.
1: <laughs> well, guess going into this game, like Colorado has been sitting around because they swept in the first round, and, and Vegas, Vegas just played two days ago,
0: and they blew a three-one series lead.
1: Yeah, and they blew. Yeah, so like, like Vegas, their last four games, they're one and three.
0: Not that great. That's
1: not a playoff record you really want to have, kind of moving forward.
0: Luckily, you're down a series one nothing rather than three-one.
1: Yeah, but I mean the. Colorado gets exploding. Half of that, I think, is Pete DeBoer decided to switch goaltenders. And if it were me, Bad. I wouldn't have done that. Fleury's hot, and he was rolling. I understand you want to give him a break. He played all seven games in the in the first round. But, I mean, here recently, Liner, when you do the whole goalie flipping, it doesn't normally work out.
0: Leonard's last game was May 10th. Yeah. And this was a game on May 30th. Yeah. <clears throat> So, it's been 20 days since the Lander played. And it kind of showed. The first two goals were horrible. Again, I can't tell if it's the one team is bad or Colorado is just good. It's a mix both. I will
1: say this. like Looking at the Colorado Blue series going back.
0: The like, Blues kept it. Close the because Blues
1: kept it within a couple goals, and then they like I would consider the Golden Knights better than the Blues, and I'd consider Colorado well, obviously, but i consider them better than the Blues. But like, what in the hell happened here? Yeah, the Blues,
0: <laughs> the Blues didn't lose seven one.
1: Yeah, the Blues never lost seven one. They
0: didn't give a nine minute power play to Colorado at but any they had, point. In they the series. only scored one goal
1: off that, and that I think most of that power play was just frustration of being down six to one at the time.
0: Yeah, Colorado they didn't they didn't need to be aggressive. They just had to hold the puck pretty much. That was it. Just play cool. Cool-headed. Don't don't be mad. Keep the puck. Play some keep away, you know. 11 minutes left in the game, 9-minute power play. You know, you only have to deal 5 on 5 for 2 minutes now. So, yeah, St. Louis based on the one game Vegas has played against Colorado, St. Louis played a little bit better.
1: <laughs> well, like you like the one game that Colorado got to St. Louis was, like, the 6-3 to three game and the 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, the 6-3. there was to a bunch three, of empty netters. Yeah, the 6-3, so. there was two empty netters, so it was actually 4-3. And then the other one was the first the game in St. Louis was, it was 4-1 with an empty net, which made it 5-1. to one. Yeah. So, not, like, the seven goals Colorado scored were actually seven goals you were beating their goaltender. Mm-hmm. and like for like the shots on goal like, it it was actually a pretty even game if you went by that statistic but looking at the score it was not and Nathan McKinnon and that top line just kind of walked over the Vegas Golden Knights and like you look at it and it's like well Vegas has played two nights ago they're tired but then on the other side of it like Colorado hasn't played in a week so you never you didn't like, when stuff like this happens, when a team that sweeps plays a team that plays like six or seven, you really don't know what you're going to get.
0: You have fresh legs, but they're a little beat up. And you have resting, like really resting yeah, legs. Like you haven't played, played, played in competitive. A bit. So, yeah, there's that series. One nothing. Vegas, they have to respond to game two. They have to. I would assume they would. Or else it's going to be a short series. Yeah, that might go quicker than everyone thought. In the Central Division, Carolina Hurricanes versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay leaves the series 1 0. They won 2 1. That's basically it. <gasps> yeah, the game winning goal that was, was bad. Uh, well, it was a
1: good game and it was back and forth. But yeah, the second goal by Tampa Bay was probably one of the worst ones in the playoffs so far. But
0: Nidelkovich.
1: He overslid
0: hard. Well, he didn't overslide because if he overslid, then it would have gone far side, sort of thing. He slid. So weirdly Weird. awkwardly he was falling forward. <laughs> that like his pad his pad hit the post, which is probably not what you should do. No. His pad like hit the post and the inside of the net and it, his leg like bounced off the post. Yeah. So 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 like between him and the post was open and then it was closed for a split second. And, and, and then open, it, and it was <laughs> back open even more wide and that's where the puck was. stick was never there. <laughs> It was awkward. It was an awkward move
1: by him. It was weird. It threw me off. It. It was. But he's a rookie goalie, so you're gonna get
0: mistakes like that. But and it was a harmless shot, shot, <laughs> shot from a <laughs> harmless area, and it's like, oh, because it, it's one-one, with like seven minutes left in the third period, and then that happens. It's like, oh, oh, okay. And that's weird. Yeah, it was weird. I guess how the whole game was played out.
1: Like he played amazing. Vasilevsky was playing amazing. And then that was the game winner.
0: It seemed like it was destined for overtime, and then that yeah. just happened. It's kind of like an over. It's kind of like what happened with a uh, Carolina and Nashville. It's like, oh, they, okay, it's, they scored. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh. I mean, it happens, but if if next episode we're talking and Tampa Bay is up like three to one or something like that, like, or four nothing, is gonna be a this is this might be that goal might actually come back to hurt you.
0: Yeah, and in the North Division, well. Toronto and Montreal just finished last night, so nothing so far, but it is the Winnipeg Jets versus Montreal Canadiens, and that series starts Wednesday night, June 2nd. So, the night of this release. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's the playoff so far, and our silent little guest has been very polite so far, and his name is Jacob. So, how you doing, Jacob?
2: Uh, pretty good. I'm really thankful for the opportunity to guest star on this podcast.
0: He's been playing hockey. You've been playing hockey for twelve years. Yeah, I'm just gonna speak third person. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk to you. <laughs> no, but yeah. So Jacob, you've been playing hockey for twelve years. Yep. Played in the MVCHA for four years. Mm-hmm. And then
2: I played for the Ice Hawks for eight years.
0: Eight years for the Ice Hawks, and in that MVCHA uh league i mentioned earlier you won one championship yep congrats i will say so that's the...
1: funny how the how the math works on that you said eight years for the ice hawks and four for MBCHJ. That that that's would equal 12
0: It's nice <laughs> <laughs> he's our and yeah you're our very sec- good at math <laughs> and you're our second ever guest so thank you for being here
2: thank you for having me okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just joking so how, how you been jacob I've been pretty well. The game we watched last night was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to lie, I thought that Toronto was going to take the whole cup going into these playoffs, but they definitely proved me wrong. Starting <laughs> in the... I kind of knew in the third game, just because like, they kind of stopped playing really well and they lost all their energy and stuff. But um, I'm still pretty optimistic for Montreal.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see... Price on another run yeah I'd love to too yeah you came you came over last night watched game yeah. seven and watch party game two of Boston New York Islanders have you been catching up the rest of the playoffs
2: um yes I have I normally watch the games while at work well I don't really like watch them but just whenever I'm walking by the TVs I just see how it's going mm-hmm.
1: so let's talk about you for a minute like getting into hockey like who got you involved and how that all you how did you end up with the ice hawks?
2: So in second grade, one of the people in my class had a birthday party at the ice rink. And so I pulled up there and I was expecting just it to go really bad for me because I've heard of people ice skating and like breaking bones and stuff Yeah, just at public skates. But um, God. all my friends they were like really <laughs> struggling, <laughs> breaking uh, bones at a public skate. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. what kind of public skates you going? I thought to? you meant like NHL. <laughs> no, like at, at work, like we have to like call people all the time because mm-hmm. people be getting hurt constantly. Yeah, you know? I,
0: yeah. yeah. You work at a nice rink.
2: Yeah, and so um, I went to this birthday party, and all these kids they kept like falling and even with the walker thing, but I was zooming out there my first time. You're and natural. So, yeah, I was, like, a natural skater. So then um, one of the dudes there, like, talked to me, and he was like, have you ever thought about playing hockey? And I was like, bro, I love watching the NHL. And he was like, yeah, you should pull up to a Learn to Skate. They start next week. And so then I did, and that's how I started.
0: Yeah.
1: Seems like everyone has a different story of how they started, like some of it, is like parent kind of driven some of them are you know i guess kind of founded on accident like how kind of you did like it's showing up to a birthday party and all that and just kind of interesting to see how everyone starts so did by any chance did you listen to uh when we had our last guest on yes i did yeah well, we actually all know each other <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah drew uh, shared some stories about uh his hockey stuff and i heard that that you have some stories to share
2: yeah i have several
1: Jump into it, by all means.
2: All right, so um, I was about nine years old, and my coach, he was was a very interesting character. And so he used to tell us to hook people with our sticks, and that was his main shtick. Every single time the other team was on a breakaway, he'd jump up on the bench, grab someone's stick, and go, Hook him! (laughs) And, you know, that was just a regular occurrence. And so we got second place that season. And so we thought that we had a pretty good chance of making it to the finals of the playoffs. And so the way it worked back then was first place played eighth place and then second place played seventh place and then third place played sixth place and so on. So we were playing against the seventh place team, which we thought was going to be an easy win. And so our coach changed up the lines, just to like see if any different stuff would work. And so by the end of the game, it was tied four to four, and you know I scored one.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh
2: yeah, <laughs> of course. N- Nine year old Jacob. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um. After seven hooking minors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we had a lot of hooking minors that year. So um, it went into overtime. And the coach's son, who hadn't gotten a goal all year, scored the final goal. And, you know, we were all cheering and really happy for him. And we were about to advance to the next round. Well, the ref comes over and he's like, well, actually, I had an intent to blow the whistle before the puck was shot. And we were like, but you didn't blow the whistle now, did you? And he was like, well, I had an intent to. So I technically did make the call. And so our coach... He stood up on the bench, and he was like, all right, kids, all right, kids, be quiet right quick. He's like, what the hell do you think you're doing? This is a bullshit call. And then the ref is like, bro, bro, calm down. I'm just trying to do my job. So then my coach picks up a water bottle and just starts squirting it in the ref's face. And the ref is like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting paid $15 an hour to deal with this. And so our team got a minor penalty with... One minute and 30 seconds left in overtime, and we immediately got scored on and (laughs) lost and were kicked out of the playoffs in the first round by the seventh-place team. Upset. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty pressed about that.
1: I would be too. (laughs) I'm I'm more surprised. I know that you only said there wasn't that much uh, time on the clock, but a two-minute penalty for almost kind of abuse of official. <laughs>
0: probably, if I was the official, I'd probably do, like, five. Yeah, I mean, it really, really doesn't matter.
1: But, yeah, I think he would have been uh, in his car by the time that game started if I, was yeah. if I was
2: the ref. So all of the coaches that I've had in my hockey career have treated the refs really poorly. Yeah. It seems like that's a uh, common,
1: <laughs> common theme is uh, yelling matches at uh, the zebras out there. Some of it it makes sense and some of it doesn't. And like uh, my favorite thing from coaching is, like I'm an assistant coach and something happens and the head coach is like, "What happened? What? I didn't even see it. What happened?" And then I tell him what happened and he's more mad. Is it, you didn't even see it? You didn't even you you asked, you just asked me what happened.
0: So I could be lying, bro. Yeah, I could <laughs>
2: just lie right to your face. Man. So um, uh, my next story happened. When I was in 8th grade, this was the last year that I played for the Ice Hawks. So, um, I had just turned 13, so it was my first year actually being in a contact league.
0: I thought you were going to
2: be like, it was my first
0: year being 13.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was my first year being 13, actually. Yeah, How did you
1: know? It's actually going to be know. your only year being <laughs> 13. <laughs>
2: So, um, it was my very first contact game. I was all excited. I'm like, I'm gonna rock some bitches, you know. I was just ready, and so <laughs> a then a lot of testosterone, <laughs> yeah, pure testosterone. I'm fucking
1: just... some up,
2: yeah. And so, very first period, my first time touching the puck the whole game, and I get hit from behind, break my collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Someone <laughs> fucked you up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the refs didn't even call it, even though it was a hit from behind. So then he goes and hits my teammate from behind, who didn't even have the puck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, he didn't break his collarbone, but I did. Mm -hmm. I have bad luck like that. And then they finally called it, and it was a two-minute minor. (laughs) For boarding? (laughs) Yeah. Twice. And so that was a very fun year. I got to watch a lot of hockey. From the stands. From the stands. <laughs> yeah, I was like, go team, go. And, you know, they got last place in, like, everything. You know, of course, because I wasn't on Oh, there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, trying to, I was trying to think of something
1: that would go off of that, but I've never, well, I've broken collarbones, but all mine are from getting hit with a puck. <laughs> I've never been decked <laughs> before. I've also never gone into a game thinking, I'm fucking somebody." <laughs> So uh, yeah, you said you had one more, one more story for us.
2: I have, I have two more. Two Two more? more, Oh my god! (laughs)
1: Buckle up, everybody. Two more stories.
2: (laughs) All right. So this was my very first year of high school hockey, and it was the JV championship game. And so basically, if we won this game, we would win the whole playoffs. And I was like, "Let's go!" Because I thought that we were definitely about to win. So. We're all, you know, we're all blasting. With
1: the gassed roster. (laughs) Yeah,
2: with the gassed roster. So we're all vibing. We're all listening to, like, some hardcore rap music for some reason because this one dude decided to bring subs to every game even though we were, like, 45 minutes away.
1: And you couldn't hear the person next to you? Yeah.
2: (laughs) So our coach that year comes in, and he's like, all right, guys, turn that shit off. I got something to say. And then no one could hear him because it was blasting. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, turn the music off right quick. <laughs> so the music finally gets turned off or it doesn't get turned off. It just gets turned down. Yeah, of course. So, you Why know, not? We're still hearing it in the background.
0: Still got a jam.
2: <laughs> and this man had the most serious look on his face. And he's like, he's basically spinning in a circle trying to make eye contact with everyone. <laughs>
1: Very, it's like a movie scene,
2: it's literally like a movie scene. And he goes, Samurai Warriors train their whole lives for one battle, and then he walked out of the locker room. And then we (laughs) lost 10 to 1. End of message 10 to 1. I thought it was gonna be like a five minute speech. (laughs) We got destroyed, and so now that
1: Samurai Warrior got. Bucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: Listen. Just...
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, walks out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn that shit down. Alright. <laughs> Samurai warriors grin their whole life for one battle.
2: Thanks, Coach. Ten to one. <laughs> <laughs> And so then uh, my final story. After the game, did you turn to your coach and be like, we're not
0: samurai warriors. Yeah, we didn't train our whole life for one battle. <laughs> we
2: not, obviously, we didn't train hard enough. We're not yeah. even
0: culturally close. <laughs> I just got doing my math homework and game. <laughs> I had
1: a Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> my, my pregame meal was a Pop-Tart and a Cosmic Brownie. <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking water in eight days.
0: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that chocolate milk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, this the second story. <laughs> so my final story took place at the end of my sophomore year. So the team captain at the time, Zach, was notoriously known for beating the shit out of everybody in locker boxing. And um, if you know me, I used to be like really scrawny. Well, I still am. Yeah, but, uh, you said, you said but I used to be? I'm like, I'm looking at you. Uh, Back then, I was hella scrawny. Like, it was actually ridiculous. I was, was like, scary, medical scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I shouldn't physically. have been alive at that time. If that was physically possible. So, uh, we're all in the locker room. This is the very last practice of the year. So, all those seniors, that was the last time I was going to be able to experience a practice with them. It was a very emotional moment. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I had to say bye to Evan. You know, yeah, the best goalie to ever be on our team. Thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) Yeah, about that, he didn't win me any championship. (laughs) (laughs) So the captain Zach, after the practice, was in the locker room. He's like, "All right, who wants to be the last person to box me before I graduate?" Fuck. And everyone (laughs) is just like looking around the room. They're like, "Oh heck, you know." Because they knew that they were about to go to the hospital.
1: <laughs> the undisputed <laughs> champion.
2: Yeah. So, This Zach, man just gets um, stronger with age. <laughs> so, Zach was, like, waiting for someone to volunteer. And <laughs> to volunteer. for some reason, I was like, you know, this is going to be my last chance to box this dude. It could be a meaningful moment for me. So, I raised my hand and I was like, I got you. And Zach was like, you sure? And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, what could happen?" I was like, "I'm pretty I'm pretty good at locker boxing." He was like, "Yeah, but you haven't locker boxed me." I'm like, "Yeah, but I mean it'll still be fun." And so, um, we we do the little fist bumpy thing with our gloves and we just kind of look at each other. And I'm like, "Is he going to hit me or and he just kind of didn't. He was just staring deeply into my soul." So, I started just pummeling this dude with hits. None of them were affecting him of course but I hit this man like 12 times I was like like and he was not phased at all he just kept sitting there staring at me so I finally stopped and I was like uh so what's the word now and then <laughs> what's the <laughs> word now and so he just decks me in the face and I just hear and I'm like all right all right I think I'm done you won and to this jit, and t- <laughs> Damn, he fucked him up. He, he fucked his mind up too. <laughs> and, to this, and to this day, whenever I move my jaw wrong, I hear that exact same noise. Never I mean, you are
0: moving it wrong. <laughs> That's like some Jason Voorhees against that, that, that boxing kid on the roof. It's like, uh, uh, uh. oh, all right, well, you get one punch. He <laughs> knocks his head off. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh do I have time for one more? Yeah, you can go. All right.
0: <laughs> do you have time? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're the one that has to leave soon. It's uh 1244.
2: I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. So um this was my senior year and we were having senior night, you know. Like looking back, it's really stupid. Mm-hmm. But at the time we were like, we're finally being recognized for all of our accomplishments. And so all
1: of of my three goals and two assists in four years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's my stats. (laughs) I know.
2: So um, everyone like, so what we did was we skated over to a carpet where our parents were standing, and they took a picture of us. Oh, I hate that carpet. Yeah, and they took a picture of us, and the crowd, the crowd would like scream for the first couple people, Mm -hmm. and
0: And then after after that
2: they were like, "Yeah, this is really stupid." And then like, if there was someone like really dope that was going up there then they'd scream again but like yeah that's how it worked so my teammate Cody he this is some genius thinking right here he's like bro wouldn't it be hilarious if I just went out there and busted my ass on the ice and we're like yeah <laughs> that would be funny though. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> like we're not wearing any helmets, so yeah. like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so, so safe. Yeah, yeah. So I've never
1: fallen without my helmet on before. <laughs> I'm not an adult.
2: <laughs> so, um, Cody, you know, you, you can tell he's a very smart dude. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. You really get that vibe off of him. Yeah, he's thinking of genius ways to make some extra money. He's thinking all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're all like waiting to go on, and he's like, "So if you guys." collectively pay me thirty dollars i will go out there and fall on my ass in front of everybody no and we were like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious i got seven cents for the pot (laughs) yeah and i i personally put in the most out of everyone i put in six dollars oh i'm starting to see why you look back and like oh this is dumb (laughs) yeah (laughs) i really wanted to see this so cody went out there and it was, to us, it was very obvious that he fell on purpose. Mm-hmm. But he just fell backwards on the ice. And the whole crowd just starts laughing at him. And these are all kids from our school. Mm-hmm. And they're just roasting this dude. They're like, oh, he busted his ass. And so then, <laughs> we won that game, of course, because we were a very good team. And then afterwards in the locker room, Cody comes in. He's like, so guys, where's my money? Let me just say, he did not get any money that night.
1: <laughs> he fell on purpose. <laughs> <And> then you <laughs> dipped him the cash. Yup. <laughs> he started this story off by,
2: "You just trying to get some extra cash," <laughs> and he didn't get any extra cash.
1: Was there a reason for it, or because it just kind of looked funny?
2: <laughs> no, like we thought it would be hilarious. So
0: if he get if he didn't get the cash, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Did he? laughs>
2: well, it, I mean, it's, I mean,
0: did he get bullied at school afterward?
2: with all the people seeing it I mean if we're being real like it was like toward the end of senior year so pretty much everyone was doing stupid shit all the time so it didn't really affect him that much
0: (laughs) he was sinking with the boat yeah (laughs) (laughs) they saw that like you know what that's not that bad (laughs) that's pretty
1: typical actually what we've been seeing here recently I'd be be surprised if he stood up
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't see blood he's okay gosh
2: so yeah, I think that's it for my hockey stories Oh
0: well, those are very entertaining. Thank you for sharing those and <laughs> yeah. well, thanks for coming on
2: yeah thank you, you very been... much for having me I'm a huge fan of the fanville podcast <laughs> huge thank
0: fan you. of the
1: fanville <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah I am
1: probably the biggest fan mm-hmm. he's I... been he's been asking to get on here for a while yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he has
2: after I saw Drew's. Guest appearance, I was like, "That's so dope." I was like, "I really want to meet these people in real life, even though I see them like every week." <laughs> you <laughs> want to see us in action? Yeah, I wanted to see you guys in action. And let me just say, I am not disappointed in the slightest. Oh, thank you.
0: Awesome. You, sure heard, you, you <laughs> for sure heard. You
2: make me feel good. <laughs> yeah,
1: you for sure heard us just talk about the NHL for like forty minutes, but <laughs> yeah. <and> sat quietly. <laughs> we actually like went detailed into the games for the first time in a while, like.
0: It's just ignoring you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ne- I never like how we're sitting here. We're like in a triangle, and like, I never once looked at Miller. Yeah, to, I mean, <laughs> me and Evan were
2: just straight eye contact. I looked at Miller sometimes. He's just on his phone. And he's like, like everyone just either calls me Miller or yeah. Millsy. It's an al- it's an alias.
1: I, that's a hockey thing.
0: Yeah, I I I get weirded out whenever people call me Tyler at work. It's like, oh, stop calling me
2: that. Yeah, I've literally but, called you Tyler like twice in my whole life.
0: Yeah.
1: Three times now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird, like, cause like we all refer to him as Brooks. So like when, <laughs> like when I'm talking to someone that doesn't know him, I'm like, oh yeah, Tyler. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. That's <laughs> weird.
0: <laughs> I have a I have a coworker I played hockey with too, and even he he says my last name like whenever he's just talking to me, but then like whenever there's other
2: people, he's like, I have to say Tyler now. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> because. <laughs> That has- just that just reminded me of another story. Okay, so you're the coworker you were referring to is Graham, right? Yes. So Graham is my second favorite goalie. Yeah. That rightfully so. I played with you know <laughs> besides Evan, he's the goat. Well, he'll probably he, listen. He, yeah, he's def- <laughs> he's
0: definitely going to listen. He will for sure hear that. <laughs> and the Graham story. So I love
1: Graham stories. No, yeah. they're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. um... Me and Graham were playing roller hockey, you know, as we always do, and we don't wear any pads. Nope. Because pads are for cowards. Yep. So Except we, for when we step on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. On the ice, it makes sense. But I roller did. hockey, you know, we just we just always are walking around with purple bruises everywhere, and so this was one of my more badass moments. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. I believe it was Graham. It was either Graham or Wyatt. I'm not sure which one. One of them, like, took this, like, wrist shot. And, you know, I was just chilling there. I wasn't even trying to block the shot. I would have moved out of the way. But it kind of happened too fast, and it just smacked my knee. Ooh. But the thing is, I, like, knew it was going to hit my knee, so I kind of jutted my knee forward and kind of hit it directly onto my stick, and then I scored. On an empty net? Yes, on the post. <laughs> oh, oh, were you playing posts? Yeah, we were playing posts. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> He's like, then I did a fucking sick goal. <laughs> on an empty
0: doing, net. <laughs> I thought you were just casually skating around like, oh, like you could just uh, clearly avoid it, but you're in like gameplay. No, okay.
2: we were playing 3v3 posts that okay. day. All right. That's lit. Yeah. That's one of the best moments you will get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my knee was purple for a month, but yeah. it was worth it. Yeah,
1: shot blocking and roller hockey is not the option. You you have to trust the
0: people you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's a slap shot and you're not even looking and you're not even in (laughs) gameplay. And, like, you're not even in front of the net. It just happens sometimes. It's like, ow, I'm not even, why? Why was the puck in this direction?
2: You know how Drew's stories, whenever he guest starred, had a common motif among them? Yes. It was that hockey is more about the experience than the abilities of the players themselves in the sport. Yeah, like the results. Yeah. yeah. So I also have a common motif that goes oh, along man. with all of my stories.
0: Do we need a tissue?
2: I might. Whoa. <laughs> you might. Okay. <laughs> so if you what? haven't noticed what's under what's under the surface here. So basically the point of all of these stories Hockey players are dumbasses (laughs) in the best way possible because, unlike a lot of other sports where they're like all really serious about everything, whenever we're not like on the ice, you know, we just are able to have fun. Yeah, goof off. Yeah, exactly. And we don't really have to worry.
0: We're able to do a podcast just kind of just
2: la de do la de da. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what's great about it, because pretty much everyone that I know that plays hockey, whenever you're, whenever we're on the ice, everything is really serious and they're all up into the game and they always, everyone always has a strategy involved, but the exact second you get into the locker room, it's over with, like one person will just say like a three word sentence and everyone will crack up for 10 minutes about it.
0: You, you'll be the most joking group ever in a locker room. On the ice, you the most serious. Yes.
2: <laughs> and it's great because everyone acts like super immature, but no one actually judges anyone because that's just how everyone is. <laughs> the judge free zone, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes our antics end up in us getting hurt, but. At the end, it's a cool story to tell. Yeah, no, if you a, live,
0: if you live to tell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you make it that far. Yeah. No, well,
1: there's a, there's for sure a lot of good memories from hockey locker rooms and just the stupid shit that you do on a practice to practice or game to game, you know thing. Yeah. So, no, that's like what I said earlier. Like everyone's got kind of like their own story, and like nothing's really the same. And like hockey is kind of one of those sports where. Not everyone can play it because you have to know how to skate in the first place, and, and most... you have
2: to know how to locker box.
1: Yeah, that's that's a secondary skill, <laughs> <laughs> debatable. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like to me, hockey is one of the harder ones because there's just so much
0: more to it. There's a lot of moving motion into it. Yeah. There's a lot of athleticism. And because then long... what I find
2: interesting is that although hockey is one of the more simpler sports. There's so many variables contributing to every single play that mm-hmm. someone could be a part of because not only do you have the defensive and the offensive plays that you have to make, but you have to be constantly aware of where everyone's at, and even if you can't see them, based on how they think, you have to visualize where they would go in that specific moment.
0: Yeah, you, yeah a different. if you're on like a different line, you have to take you- – Tank. You have to think totally. <laughs> tank. <laughs> Last first overall. And that's what's great
2: about it, because hockey players are some of the smartest people that I know in certain areas. But once we get off the ice, we can act as stupid as we want. <laughs> uh, not at the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, not at the workplace. I mean, like, in the locker room. Maybe not at school, either. <laughs> oh, Man, I'm a dumbass. I got an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real. They're not very good at school in general. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like some are, but a lot of them, like they mostly just come to school just to. Some of the smartest people I know play sports, and mm-hmm. a lot of hockey
0: players are smart. But they're, they're, they're also they're also very skilled. So it's like yeah. maybe you're just
2: good. <laughs> you're just you're just good at everything. <laughs> it's so weird because a lot of the people that I have played hockey with ended up, like, at the top of their class. Mm -hmm. While a lot of them, like, kind of struggled, but even when hockey players would struggle in school, they would always be able to find a way to come back. With grades? Yes, with (laughs) grades.
0: That was an awkward pause. I was like, what? they are able to come back from what? (laughs) <laughs> I was
1: like thinking of what he said in my head and I was like, uh, there's like two variables that I could go <laughs> It was a better way to come
0: back
2: Okay What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you for being here Thank you for sharing your stories Any final thoughts, questions, concerns? No
1: I'm all good, we talked about well, we really got into <laughs> some of those games Yeah Which hasn't happened too much, but you know, with Less teams. We're going to talk more about specific games. Because so. mm-hmm. NHL is slowly filing down to one.
0: Yeah. How about you?
1: Jake. Jacob. Mil- Mill. From State Farm. <laughs> Jake from State
2: Farm. Where's your khakis? So, um, I personally really enjoyed these playoffs this year. and um,
0: We're a quarter of the way through.
2: <laughs> more to come. <laughs> so... My personal prediction for the Stanley Cup win, I think the Avalanche are going to take it at the end.
0: I concur.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're looking like it. I think right now, depending on how the third round shuffles out, I think it's going to be the winner of the Colorado-Vegas series to win the Stanley Cup or the Tampa-Carolina
0: are going to win. Yeah, After... that's very true. Oh, also, I forgot to we forgot to mention this. The NHL draft lottery is tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that is tomorrow. I forgot about that.
0: So Wednesday, June 2nd, is the NHL Draft Lottery. So as you hear this, it will be on today, tomorrow for us. Um,
1: Yeah, We'll get to see who picks first
0: in probably one of the worst NHL drafts. The (laughs) Montreal Canadiens are the first team in NHL history to win a playoff series with a player making over $10 million annual average. Crosby takes a pretty light. Load of a contract. Yeah. McDavid didn't have his big boy contract when he went boy. to the second. Ovechkin, he has got a pretty light contract too. Yeah. But well. Carey Price is the the player, the first ten million above to go to the second round. There's an interesting stat.
1: Yeah, I never even thought about that,
2: or to even look that up. Um. So everyone who's listening to this right now. I would, if you don't play hockey already, I would highly recommend it. It's been a very positive experience for me. And, um, yeah, just keep going with it.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, right on. It made us start this horrible podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the best podcast. It really is. And this has been the 21st episode of the Panville
2: Hockey Podcast. That's 9 plus 10. Yeah, sure. What? What? (laughs) (laughs)
1: He had such good math earlier in the episode (laughs) and he just bookered it.
0: (laughs) So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fanville Podcast. We hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next Wednesday.